We're in a small room enjoying the aftermath of watching the wonderful X-Men Apocalypse, which will win many awards, and just high-fiving each other. Was that one better? That was something. That was something. <laughs> so I'm here. I've got uh, Amos to the left of me, Sequoia and Dave to the right. So let's do some icebreakers. Yay! The question of the day, week, hour, is uh, should there be or tell us about Disney Marvel crossovers that you would like to see or tell us why you don't want to see them. I think that uh, Dave here has a lot of opinions on the matter. He wrote his thesis on it, so give it to us, dude. Yeah, uh, you know, in, in thinking about this uh, earlier this afternoon, it kind of struck me that while I, I may have at once been of a mind to, to decry any sort of like crossover they might do, it's theirs. They bought it. They paid a lot of, a lot of money for it and Lucasfilm. They can do whatever they want with it. I don't give a shit, personally. Uh, what I would say is, is that as long as it you know is marketed the correct way, and I think they would probably understand that, is that as long as you didn't market it specifically towards the group that reads comics and try to go half in. Like, I'm not trying to see Brian Michael Bendis write a Mickey Mouse Iron Man story. Like that's not right. something that I need, right? <laughs> at all, I ever. Uh, but if they, you know, if they were smart about it, I mean, like having worked in a comic store for years, like it would surprise you. Uh, people buy, and by people, I mean small people that can't drive. Um, children, children, right? Uh, they buy the shit out of Sonic the Hedgehog comics, and that is absolute garbage. So <laughs> we should probably get them something that's good. And I think that Disney characters mixed with Marvel is probably ten times better some of the trash they peddle to our children these days. So I agree with everything that you said. You walked a fine line. But I mean, what happens when there is like the Iron Mouse? Or... <laughs> as long as it doesn't appear a regular continuity, which I think they know Spider is. Duck! Is. So there's a Spider Pig, right? But I mean like a Spider Daffy. I want to read Old Man Goofy pretty bad. Old Man Goofy! <laughs> Gooferine! <laughs> Gooferine! <laughs> oh... What do you think, Sequoia? I think it's a pretty terrible idea. I mean, <laughs> I, no, I think we are. I mean, that's you why made it sound so positive. <laughs> I you think know, it's, it's an a awful terrible idea. idea. No, the reason why I say that is, um, you know, initially when Disney bought Marvel, I think, you know, they thought, oh, we have a comic book publisher now. Let's take all of our properties and start putting out comics. And they did initially. They they had. Um, pretty much tied up their licenses with other comic book publishers and tried to put everything under the Marvel umbrella and none of it really stuck. You know, they were doing Cars, Incredibles, Toy Story. I mean, they were trying to do a bunch of different comics based on their animated properties, but nothing's really maintained the foothold. I think the only specifically Disney thing that they still put out is the um, uh, Disney Kingdoms or... Uh, I can't remember the name of the imprint, but there, you know, there was the Haunted Mansion comic. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, was it Figment? And um, uh, I forgot, it was a couple other things. And this was, you know, kind of jumping off Guillermo del Toro's involvement with Disney and trying to spearhead uh, mm -hmm. this, this, uh, this, this new resurgence in Disney's um, forgotten properties. But I don't like it because the thing is... You know, when we think of Disney, we automatically think of the cartoon stuff, but then we forget, you know, they did Tron, they did the Black Hole, they did, you know, all these live action and other animated properties that, and I don't think there's any kind of format that they can make 
Marvel characters work with Disney characters, any of them, really. They're live-action or animated stuff. Um, because, you know, the Marvel, the Marvel movies are so different from the comic books tonally and looks-wise, and I don't see any of that, you know, being a good conducive medium for any of the other, you know, Disney property stuff. If, if, I, if I were to say Disney and Marvel should do anything, I feel like maybe Disney could go back and try to marvelize some of their Disney afternoon properties like, you know, DuckTales, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, some of that more adventure stuff for not quite really small children, but you're like preteen age. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, the sad thing about it, Marvel doesn't have mm -hmm. any comics or they have maybe a handful of comics that are suitable for really small kids. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, saying, yeah. it's just something they don't really, I shouldn't say they don't do it well, but they haven't done it well. They haven't put a lot of stock in it, so I... I don't, I don't like it. Well, you know, it, just in, in, in hearing you kind of go, go through that thought process as well, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the more obscure properties, right? Mm. And I think that would be really cool. Um, I would love, obviously, um, anybody that knows anything about me knows that I'm a huge Tron fan. Yeah. And I would love to see uh, a Tron comic book. Like, that would be fantastic. Especially since there's not going to be a third movie. Like, a Tron book would be great, because Tron Uprising, the show, was fantastic. Yeah. Two seasons of that, and that was, you know... Absolutely. That yeah, was so such good. a good cartoon. Amos, <laughs> you got anything? Uh, you got care. anything to say about this, or you don't care? I don't care. No, I, I, I had nothing other than old man Goofy. <laughs> Goofy, the end. Yeah. The I'm death gonna, of Goofy. <laughs> Origins. Goofy! Avenge <laughs> me, Maxie! Gorsh. <laughs> Gorsh, I'm dead. Snaked! <laughs> oh, okay. I was having the weirdest argument about Goofy with someone the other day. What What animal is Goofy? Dog. He's a dog. Right. But why does he have a dog? He owns Pluto. That's what that's, I was... What? That's sometimes messed up. Pluto's his dog and sometimes he's Mickey's dog. But either way... So why does what it kind of universe is it where there's a sentient dog and then there's a, well they're both sentient I guess I've heard the the theory I've always heard is theory. that Pluto being a dog is mentally handicapped oh and they keep God. him as sort of a guilt like figure oh. I don't get it no. <laughs> but that's the theory I've heard I don't like it either <laughs> it sounds horrible <laughs> but, but that's <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> No. That was pure smiling day. Well, I think that's become our role on this podcast is the guy who says the inappropriate shit. That's my role? That's my role. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, man, I don't know if I can even make it back from that. Uh, but, yeah, the friend of mine thought Goofy was a cow. What? Yeah, and I was like... First of all, male cows... Like, do, do you have this conversation with them? Yeah, well, like, I didn't even think about that. There are uh, cows in that di in the Disney world. Though. Those those cows, like the they have like the uh, little hats and stuff. Oh, yeah. maybe that's Muppets that I'm thinking about. The cows with the shower caps. Oh, uh, I have no idea. I'm totally lost, man. <laughs> Smiling Dave. All right. Wolverine three. They announced it was going to be R, which yeah. I'm super stoked about. This will be a uh, Homeboy's last movie, which I think he's had a good run. And only a few he's, good he's, movies. He's had so. he's had a good movie. Whoa, Origins whoa, whoa, whoa. was good. 
Uh, now, unless you're counting the original X-Men Origins films. was good. What? Not yeah. Origins, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Wolverine. The Wolverine, that's what. Origins was terrible. Yeah. Let's, let's get this straight. Smiling Dave would never advise anyone to go see. He was good Wolverine. in the X-Men. He was good in X2. X2. I will, listen, he I'll was give decent you, in X1. I'll give you X2. I'll give you Days of Future Past. And I'll give you uh, the Wolverine. Okay, so that's a good run to play. A Except for the character. end of the Wolverine, which fell apart. It was such a good film. It was yeah. such a train wreck at the end. All right, but the 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 antagonist are going to be Reavers. Mm-hmm. So that means Lady Deathstrike. And also, I mean, it's a cool idea. Cyborg mutant killer like clan. I mean. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Especially in the most recent com, the old man um, Logan comics, he just fought the Reavers, and there's this one Reaver that's new that's like half tank. Oh no, that character's old. He's I don't old. remember his name, but yeah, he's old. Because he, when I, I was a kid, when I started reading X Men, it was that story where they introduced the Reavers. Yeah, he's oh, he's man. the most absurd looking comic book character probably ever made. But awesome. <laughs> he gets run over, and this tank man is like, yes, I have succeeded. And then you just see old man Logan, like, sneaking, just... <laughs> what was that word? S-N-I-K-T-I-N-O. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was just S-N-K-T-T or something. Uh, S-N-K-T. Anyways, he stabbed his way upward through stabby. this dude. Upwardly stabby. So that is why I am excited. It could be an awful movie, but... The best thing about comic book movies is dreaming about them before they come out, not actually, actually watching them. True, true, true. Uh, so at least give me that. There was a, a if you guys want to, I highly recommend going and somebody posted like a flashback photo of the original red carpet premiere of the original X Men in the year two thousand, mm-hmm. and all of that cast standing there together for this like group photo. <laughs> For one thing, I had forgotten what clothes looked like back then because I was like 20 when that movie came out and I just thought it was cool. But in looking at people who were famous with money wear those clothes in retrospect, that's almost as good as the photo itself. But it's it's funny to think how much uh, he's... Obviously, this is the effects of time, but he's <laughs> aged a lot. Yes. He He... <laughs> A lot. <laughs> but that dude, he's gotten bigger and more ripped. Yeah, he definitely has. <laughs> he's gotten better as he's He looks kind of dorky. Like, I'm, I'm looking back at him in those original photos, and I'm like, this does not look like Wolverine. And they've never really been able to decide what to do with his hair. Now, now the original films, with that little, like, shaped fro, like, yes. he's got... It's so good! <laughs> You guys are having way too much fun. Sorry. <laughs> um, other stuff. Oh, Brie Larson is going to be the is the front runner for the Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel. Nope. You don't think so? I don't like it. You don't like it? I don't like it. I don't know much about Brie Larson. I to mean, be honest. Who would your pick be? That's tough, man. Honestly, I mean, I don't like, and it's not nothing personal against Brie Larson because one, I don't know her, and. <laughs> but I, I, and I mean, you know, I, I give Marvel prop, Marvel Studios props because I think they've done pretty well so far with their casting of a lot of characters. And they'll probably prove me wrong if that's the case. But um, I, I don't like it just because, you know, right now, I know she's kind of riding high off of uh, her. Did she win or was she nominated for Room? Oh, yeah. is that who she is? Yeah. In the room? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's a very good actress, then. She is. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not down that, but I would just like somebody a little bit older. Sure. Um, just to kind of... And, 
and I understand that may not necessarily be what Marvel wants right now because you know they're trying to cast for this next wave yeah. of comic book characters and Avengers or whoever, which we're still some years off from. True, but I mean, you know, they're looking at who's going to replace. Uh, I almost called him Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. when he's done, or Don Cheadle, or you know some of your older actors and such, you know, or even like your younger guys who might decide to bow out after their contracts are up. Um, and me not liking it doesn't really have anything to do with her acting talent. I mean, what few things I've seen her in, I've enjoyed her, um, but I, I think I heard what was her name, um, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Because originally she was uh, supposed to play uh, Scarlet Witch. No, I'm sorry, not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. Yeah. And for whatever reasons, she uh, wasn't able to do it, so the role went to Scarlett Johansson, who I must say was killing it in Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, absolutely. Or her stunt so woman good. was at least. But uh, but no, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I ain't really. I'm not on it. I would have chosen uh, old girl from Secret Life of the American Teenager. Sure, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Get out of here with that crap. Get out. I'll be completely honest. I don't know who. Shelly Woodley, she's in the Divergent movie series. <laughs> she's awful. Oh, God. <laughs> I've seen she's those a good movies. dramatic actress. No. Well, you've never seen The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Look, with what she's working with there, she does a pretty good job. <laughs> that is. Woo, you want to, like you and the missus want something to hate watch and laugh at. Sequoia and I have seen every season. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it is so awful but so good. <laughs> what would y'all pick? I, I'm I'm fine with it. Um here's the thing. What Carol Danvers do we want to show? Do we want to show Do we want to show Miss Marvel that's become Captain Marvel, and do we want to have that kind of story in which we see like a younger character come into something, or do we want to introduce a more mature um, Carol Danvers? And that, to me, is the the depending on the story that they tell is whether or not I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that she's a good pick, and I'm guessing that we're not gonna go Miss Marvel. First, I don't think anyone's ever as a comic book character. I mean, aside from her, you know, loyal core of fans, I think the general public was never given a damn about Ms. Marvel. But a lot of folks have kind of glommed on to Carol Danvers once she became Captain right. Marvel. I mean, she graduated more or less. From I mean, this. maybe it's the 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 Marvel cosmic guy in me, but yeah. like throwing away Captain Marvel mm-hmm. is hard for me because that those were some amazing comic books and like everyone rallied around this one character when he died and he did so much for continuity so like just skipping over him is is difficult for me i think there's still room to talk about marvell i mean you know because she gets her powers from him if i'm not mistaken so she's near him when he dies yeah so I, i feel like they can still work him in there i don't read much idw but there's been a comic come out called Revolution Crossover, and this is taking a bunch of Hasbro titles and bringing it into the IDW universe. So we've already had G.I. Joe and Transformers, and now we're getting Mask, Rom, Micronauts, and Visionaries. I know Rom. I do not know the others. I don't know what Visionaries is. I know I've seen Micronauts before. Apparently, sir, you did not live in the 80s (laughs) at all. (laughs) Listen, those are like four of the... They weren't. They're not He-Man. They're not Transformers. They're not Thundercats. They're not GI Joe. They're like the what I would consider B tier yeah. grade toys and cartoons. 
You need to look up the mask intro. Look, mask intro. Oh, I know. No, I am. Yes, yes, you do need to. Yeah, that is okay. Listen, you will get so live. <laughs> you get a lot of shit. Well, <laughs> like, oh my god, a gas station's a secret base, and that Corvette is really a plane. Why? You know, you know what's gonna happen is that I'm gonna watch this, and all of a sudden my childhood is gonna bubble up. I'm gonna remember like my uncle beating me or something. Like, all of these like memories. I this with up. mask. <laughs> I lost something good when I lost something bad. Oh, and I turned into Dudley Duro. No, that's that's really interesting. You say that because I know this obviously has to do a lot with um, Hasbro trying to turn more of their uh, licensed properties into movies and such. And I think that's sort of the thing now is just to kind of Mask has been dormant since the eighties. I mean, so it's visionaries. So as Mike, I mean, Micronauts is probably the Micronauts smallest. Is seven is from since the seventies. So why do I know Micronauts without the others? Because they little magnetic toys that were tiny as hell that you would buy and then immediately lose. I remember Ron. That was a horrible character. Oh, well, Micronauts and, and Rom were both. Uh, I think Micronauts was that was originally Takara. That was a Japanese mm-hmm. property. Yeah, and uh, I forgot who did Rom, but basically Micronauts were what led to Transformers. That was a partnership between Marvel Comics and Takara, and um, yeah, that's sort of a weird thing because, like I said, when that partnership dissolved. Um, They've never, you know, Marvel's wanted to reuse Micronauts and Rom Space Knight, but they've just never had the rights to because Hasbro or whoever owned it. But um, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I've seen both of those comics and such, and I don't know how. I mean, IDW right now is king of the licensed comics. I mean, they've taken Dark Horse's place. Yeah, absolutely. They've got just about everything under the sun. They will right mine now. your childhood. But um. <laughs> But no, I mean, but that's been Hasbro's thing is to try and exploit the hell out of their properties. Because, I mean, hell, you guys remember, we got Battleship. We almost got a Monopoly movie, but Ridley Scott decided he wanted to direct Prometheus. And, you know, they're going to do a bunch of... Wait, 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 wait. Can we back up there? Yes, yes. The reason we were not getting the Monopoly movie... Is because Ridley Scott decided he wanted to direct Prometheus instead. He was scheduled to direct that movie. How are you going to schedule Ridley Scott to do Monopoly? He's going to get Liam Neeson to be in they a battleship. Yeah, they're like, we want to do the Monopoly movie. And Ridley Scott's like, I'm all over that. And he's like, uh, maybe not. I'm going to do Prometheus. Yeah, just kidding. This seems way better. And, and Battleship underperformed so, you know, so... Spectacularly. Well, spectacularly, thank you. That they were just like, okay, maybe we shouldn't go the board game route. But they did manage to still crap out Ouija. You remember that movie, the horror movie about the Ouija board? Because nah, they own that. Since we're talking about Hasbro so much, um, I don't I don't talk about toys often on uh, the podcast, but I uh, I buy a whole heck of a lot of Marvel Legends, and they just announced three different waves, and one of the waves, the build is going to be Venom Space Knight. Oh wow! And I am very excited. For yeah, that. that's like <laughs> so. Is this so Marvel like, Legends is, figures and. It's like my two favorite things. Um, It it is four different Spider-Man figures and Electro build up uh, Venom Space Knight. So I'm super excited about that. And the X-Men wave just got announced and it's going to have Cable, Deadpool, Wolverine, um, and a bunch of other X-Men. This is going to be great. And then, I mean, it's just... I'm basically going broke here, guys. I mean, I'm just impressed because... 
Marvel hasn't licensed any X Men toys since was it X two or X three? No, Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine Origins. Yeah. That was the last time they they put any toys out. They're putting them out. They're doing real well with the uh, the resellers. Love them. It's like Apple products. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Line up to get those boxes from Toys R Us day one. They are. It's horrible. I can't get the toys for like another three months if I don't order the whole box. It's right. awful. All right. So moving on um, now to talk about comic books proper. Civil War Two has just started, um, and they announced there's going to be a Hulk and Herc book. So Hercules and Hulk are going to team up in a book called um, Civil War of Gods. And if anyone's read the most recent Hercules books. They're really, really good. And not just in a silly god-on-planet kind of way, but Hercules is fighting the new gods, which is like um, the internet, text messaging. But they don't... It sounds really stupid, but the way they like, present it, it's pretty neat. It's like the old gods versus the new gods. Reminds me a lot of the Neil Gaiman book. Uh, American Gods. American Gods. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the same stuff. So I'm excited for that book. There is, of course, a high-profile death, which I won't mention now, in uh, Wonder Civil Man, War II. <laughs> Wonder Man! Listen, no, this, died so many times. This is the per uh, person who dies is someone who has had comics up to this point. No, I, I read it. My, my heart is hurt. But yeah, so it's a little too early for me to spoil, so I'm not going to. Uh, but the premise of Civil War II is basically the Terrigen Miss has brought a new um, inhuman, and this inhuman can see into the future. So one side says, no, you shouldn't do that. These precogs, we can't trust them. What does right. this sound like, guys? Precogs. It's Minority Report. Yeah. It's Minority Report. It's Phil K. Dick's classic short story in the form of Marvel comic. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't have named anything different. And then taking sides on it, like Civil War Two was the best they could do. I know Electric Boogaloo. It's, 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 <laughs> Civil War Two, the best we could do. <laughs> well, Electric isn't this the anniversary of the original Civil War comic? I mean, but also, I mean, just trying to, you know, cash grab the film, Civil War movie yeah. coming out. It's just uh, this this premise seems so much weaker. I mean, at least with the original one. I mean, it's, much crap as we talked about it, at least had well, some cool kind of idea. Superhero registration. Yeah, some political re relevance, yeah. and this is just, I don't know what the hell this well, is. So here's the political, re it's supposed to be like the NSA tapping you. Like, Seeing into the future. Yeah. Oh, so basically, you have one side who's trying to preemptively stop crime and villainy and that type of crap, mm -hmm. and then other folks are just, so which it's, side is, because I know it's, it's, it's Carol and Tony. It's the Captain America Winter Soldier thing. Like, you can't keep the world safe by holding a gun at the world's head. It's that whole thing. Oh. So those are the two sides. They're not doing a good job at it yet. I'm, gonna, I'm letting you guys know that I am not going to read it till it's finished now because I started reading it, and it's, I, need to, I need to look back at it. I need someone to put it together and say, read this. Read it like this because it's not working for me doing issues. Like right. I, I got yeah, Mar I the Marvel previews and it's probably going to be as many titles as the last Civil War. It's going to be a, like they're taking over Marvel Comics for however many months this thing. I'm going to have to yes. There's I think Spider-Man 2099 isn't going to so I'll read that. Um, <laughs> as long as it stays out of my precious moon night we'll be alright. Yes. <laughs> the new Number one of Nighthawk, um, who is classically known as the analog for Batman, right? right? Um, this 
Nighthawk is Kyle Richmond. There's been a few different ones. I think three. This is a... Uh, he's a rich black crime fighter in Chicago. He named Chicago Chirac. And he's going around killing white supremacists. And that's what's happening in the first book. It is so much like, uh, like Moon Knight and like Punisher. It is really good. The art is awesome. This is uh, written by David Walker and penciled by Ramon Villobos. And it is so dark. And he is killing people and enjoying it. Like he's so the backstory, he's brought his world got destroyed in Secret Wars. Yeah, this is the version of Nighthawk that came from Supreme Power. Yeah, Supreme uh J. Michael Straczynski's Supreme Power. Uh, which is if you've never read it, I One highly recommend. Oh my god. You, you get a hold of that. that <laughs> it's is eighteen issues. Damn That's good it. book. And yeah, and it kinda ends is open ended. I hate that he never went back and finished it, but yeah, that version of Nighthawk and that's the thing with the Squadron Supreme. They were analogs for the Justice League. And mm. that version of Nighthawk uh, generally has a poor opinion of white people. Because, yes, because of yeah, certain he, things he, that happened to him in his past. Yeah. That, you can't that, blame him. You can't, I, I might not have gone on a murderous uh, rampage like he does. Yeah, but, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't kill white people. <laughs> I mean, understand that. But. Now, we're going to do a short spoiler session. So let me get out the spoiler horn. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so I, I spoke a couple weeks ago and said that, you know, uh, a couple episodes ago, I should say, about, you know, having read uh, DCU, DC Universe Rebirth and saying that I really enjoyed it. And if it hasn't been spoiled for you already, I mean, God, DC released that information to USA Today and it's been all over the internet. But anyway, the, the big revelation of Rebirth was that um, Wally West, the original redheaded Wally West, uh, has come back to the new 52 universe, uh, seeking out anybody that will remember him. Apparently, when the pre-Flashpoint DC universe collapsed, um, it took a lot of people with it, but somehow Wally was able to escape within the Speed Force, and he's trying to find someone to connect with, someone that would remember their existence and friendship prior to uh, Flashpoint and hopefully bring him and spare him from dying, you know, from being forgotten. So that, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to ask questions. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the speed force? It's, it's what gives the Flash his powers, basically. Okay. Um, it's a this, treadmill. This seems to me, it's, it's, a, it's a treadmill. Um, there's a little carrot that sits out in front of you, and you just run as fast as you can. It reminds me a lot of the speed force and the way that it affects uh, Flash in Kingdom Come. Right. And how he exists in between time, basically, and how lonely that is for him, and how alien it makes him. Like that, I get kind of that feel from it, essentially. Right. right. So, um, like I said, and as he's going throughout the D, the new Fifty Two DC universe, he you, you're getting glimpses, basically, of uh, two big storylines that ended prior, leading up to Rebirth. You had the end of the Dark Side War with the Justice League books, and you had the end of. Mm -hmm the fall of Superman going throughout the uh, Superman titles. And basically, uh, how those books concluded, you find out that one, New 52 Superman, that version uh, has died due to exposure from the uh, fire pits from Apocalypse. And supposedly, he is just dead, dead. He ain't coming back dead. So he's been replaced by the pre-52 original Superman, 
Him, Lois, and their son, Jonathan, they live in this universe now, and he's going to step up and take the mantle of Superman. I don't know how that's going to work, because supposedly you're going to still have two Lois Lanes running around, and he hasn't even been one Superwoman, right? Yes, New 50... God, this sounds so (laughs) stupid when it comes out of my mouth. (laughs) But, yes, New 52 Lois Lane inherits New 52 Superman's powers and becomes Superwoman. Along with another character uh, who most people refer to as Chinese Superman. He gets a portion of Superman's powers. Or a super hyphen man, I think is what he's called. But, you know. What else? You find out that um, Wonder Woman actually has, when she was born, her mother also gave birth to a boy. So she has a twin brother out there. Wonder Man. And he migrated to the Marvel Universe, apparently. <laughs> He's a movie star. Wonderman. Uh, what's his name? Uh, her last name is Prince. I'm trying to remember what they said his first name was. But anyway, yeah, she's got a brother. Don't they kill the male babies on that island? Well, what she's told by Grail's mother, I won't go into it, that was the villain they were fighting in the Dark Side of War. Uh, war. She was told that her mo- shortly after she was born, Wonder Woman, that her mother gave birth to a boy. So either that baby was, the boy was killed and buried on that island, or he's somewhere out in the world. Because remember, you found out, well, they, they didn't kill the, the male babies normally. They would give them to Hephaestus um, to use as, not really slave labor, right. but they worked in his, um, his uh, weapon-making factory. So it's more of like endangered servitude. Basically. They were serfs. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it kept him alive because he didn't want him killed. But anyway, um, and then the other revelation is at one point during the Dark Side War, uh, Batman occupied Mobius's, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Metaron's Mobius chair. That goes into the whole new gods and all that stuff. Basically, the chair gives him, like, uh, omnipotence uh, and, and absolute, you know, knowledge of everything. And he asks the chair, uh what is the real identity of the Joker? And when you first see it months ago, you know, in the book, he kind of reacts, you know, shocked, like, oh my God, that's impossible. How could that be? Then we forgot. Yeah, we, but we <laughs> forgot. It gets brought up again. And basically he says that the chair didn't give him a name, but told him that there are actually three Jokers instead of one. So a lot of people are thinking this might be some kind of hiccup. I know, like I said, it sounds dumb, but oh, this DC. is some kind of hiccup. <laughs> From you know Flashpoint or Crisis, but basically the three Jokers are um, one was going to be the original Jerry Robinson, Dick Sprang, you know forties fifties versions. Then you have the post Crisis version, Alan Moore's Killing Joke, that version, and then you have the current version from Scott Snyder's uh, run of Batman comics. Um, I'm trying to think, what else do they? Oh, so. The other big reveal in that book is that um, what Wally uh, explains to Barry, uh, Wally West to Barry Allen, he explains that basically someone's took away 10 years of all their lives. That's the reason why the new 52 DC Universe is the way it is. 10 years have been removed, and because of that, certain friendships and bonds and relationships never formed. So everyone's living like a, a, a truncated version of their lives. And the big revelation is you find out the person that's behind it is Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen comics. A lot of people have been 
pissed about this because somehow they're incorporating Watchmen into the main DC universe. Well, if you own it, retcon it. Especially if you have never had any intention of giving it back to Alan. Oh, yeah. 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 I kind of like it because, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's something unique. But like I said, you know, last time when I spoke about this, I like this because of what it's proposing. I mean, it's, they're not doing a complete revamp or reboot of the entire New 52. I mean, five years into it, they, they've invested too much. So what they're trying to do is bring back some pre-Flashpoint you know, Silver Age, post-crisis elements. And I, I like that. I mean, I, I like a lot of DC Comics prior to uh, New 52, so that's pretty much it in a nutshell as far as spoilers. And it I'm sound- sorry if I've confused you. <laughs> no, well, that, that's what I'm about to say, is that it sounds really cool for a DC comic book reader, but for someone who doesn't read DC, all it does is tell me that I'm going to have to read a bunch of backlog to really enjoy it. Which you won't be doing for free because there's no unlimited service that you can get on to do it. <laughs> I mean, you don't necessarily have to. Like, with DC, I never read much DC you know, way back in the day, but I kind of started with New 52 with them. And that has a backstory. Everything has, has elements that created it, but it's kind of a starting point. And, and for properties that have existed for 70 years you know uh, something like this is as good as any place to to jump in because you know everything connects back to you know the 30s you don't you don't need to worry too much about everything yeah i mean that is sort of the one appeal unappealing thing i think about dc comics i mean rebirth is probably something more for an old fart like me who you know, pays attention to all that crap. But I feel like if you've started with the New 52, you should still be able to carry on with these new books. But you seem to really like Batman Rebirth, so... Yeah, so I read Batman Rebirth, um, and I did like it. They introduced a new Robin, who's not a new Robin. It's, um... Duke. Yeah, it's Duke, who is from the uh, Scott Snyder run... The name is Lark, okay. and I don't know what that Hello. means. The name okay. is Lark. So, as per the New 52, um, Batman has had several Robins. He's had Dick Grayson, the original, became Nightwing. He had Jason Todd, who was killed, and then came back and became the Red Hood. And then currently he has his son, Damian Wayne, as his Robin slash sidekick. Um... But during Scott Snyder's run, he introduced a character, uh, was it Bluebird? Uh, uh, Harper Rowe. I don't know if you, did you read the entirety of Snyder's stuff? Like, he he had somebody who, you know, was was a sidekick unofficially. Mm -hmm. Someone he kind of took under his wing, but this... uh, His wing. Yeah, his wings. Uh, This this, uh, street kid named Harper Rowe, who's like this... You know, tech genius and whatnot, but she didn't want to be a Robin, so she went under the name Bluebird, and uh, so it's sort of a bird thing. But okay, so I see where Lark came from. You know, All right. We well, I think we've that. decided that there's going to be a new segment, and it's going to be Teach Blake about DC. <laughs> Yay! There teach, it is. Teach me how to love. <laughs> teach me how to love again. Teach me how to DC. Teach me. Teach me how to DC. <laughs> I think a good thing with to me with DC is there's not nearly as many characters I give a shit about. <laughs> I mean, with yeah. Marvel, there's just a shit ton of interesting people, whereas 
for me, I know that there are titles and characters outside of the Justice League, but to me, most of what I am into is just those six or seven characters. <clears throat> and then, you know, whoever is ancillary to them is, you know, this sometimes is, good. Yeah. And sometimes this will be a good time for me to read DC because I don't want to read um, Civil War Two until it's all out. I think this is a good segue into talking about what we're going to go over next week. We are going to be reading Red Sun, Duh. which is going to be fantastic. Oh it's going to be the first DC um, book we review. Wait, who wrote that? Oh, Mark Miller. Millar. Again. Oh, Mark Millar, again. Just add another it's Millar. Miller, right? Like, we all know that it's Miller, right? Yes, it's Miller, but we say Millar. Because we want to make sure that people don't, um, don't think we're confusing him with, like, Greg Miller. Yeah. <laughs> or some other Mark Miller. <laughs> Greg Miller, who no, it's not, who no one knows. <laughs> His angry cousin. So we're going to be reading that um, this week and doing it next week, so you guys should read ahead and listen to us destroy that story. It's going to be really good. Uh, we're also going to rank all of the books that we have reviewed over the past couple months, and we're going to keep a live Google... Uh, sheet up so you can see where we rank everything and disagree with us. So that'll be fun. Uh, I think we've kind of prattled on long enough this go around. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about uh, some Superman movies, some uh, comic book movies as we in detail. But until then, from us to you, we say comic books are cool.